second episode of Two Friendless Friends. So you guys have probably already seen our introduction and our first episode and we would like to know your thoughts on that so please leave comments below. And to start off today, Flora, how has the last week or so been? Um, well, by the time that this is out, it will probably be be like mid-gen and we normally pre-record our episodes so right now it's 5th of January which means that last few weeks we went um through was it Christmas yeah we had like Christmas and New Year's which honestly was really really good um I feel like I completely turned the year around in those last few days of 2020 and like ever since then I've just been like living on this like cloud nine moment high basically like an all-time high kind of all time yeah, is a bit i think i've been on a low wait why because um i started off the year with notifications about an outbreak in my suburb uh, oh yeah for coronavirus and like um basically it started off really stressful and it's getting more and more stressful as time passes but like i think I have a lot to look forward to this year, so I think that's what I'm banking on, except we don't know if uni's going to be shut down again, and if whether or not I'll be able to make new friends this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you definitely can. I don't think there's ever, like, a um, situation... What I'm trying to say is that, like, every, like, social situation you're in, you end up, like, meeting people, right? Even if it's not, like, a close friend. Like, you end up just talking to them, and in that moment, it's pretty cool and fun. Um, and I also... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sorry. I also wanted to say that, um, like, in Sydney right now, there have been a lot of outbreaks, and with, like, the uh, new restrictions coming in, um, just a reminder that it's okay if you don't go out to a party for that one or two or three weeks and if you do want to just stick to the rules that they've set um there's now been a new wear your masks people it it's it's not hard because it's not worth it exactly because i went out yesterday um and like on on the uh on public transport and not not everyone was wearing a mask like most were there was this one guy who wasn't and when i was just walking around the streets not everyone was wearing a mask too so it's a bit like i, I it's kind of concerning i mean it's not like, mandated like outdoors it's, it's not only but it indoor was settings it was like a um but i think like you you have to be logical about it like if there's going to be a lot of people there then you should wear your mask if you're not able to keep your distance. And even if you are, like, just take that extra step and wear that mask. It's not a big well, deal to wear a mask. To, like, in indoor settings anyway. It's like, people do it all it's the like, time. It's just for your own safety. It's for your family's yeah. safety. It's for the safety of and the like, community. And, like, it's not like it's a very... Exp- it's not a very expensive thing. Like, I've... Um, recently when I've been taking the train, like, at most stations, they've been handing out free masks. Like, it's not like, and like, they just hold a bag of masks and they just, they don't even use their hands to, like, grab it. They use a pair of, like, tongs and they pass it to you. 
And I'm like, yeah, if there's so many places kind of like offering them for free, you might as well do it. It's not like there's been a cost to you. It's it's actually benefiting you. It's protecting you and those around you. I feel like that's a really unappreciated thing that like masks are so accessible now and they're so affordable too. It's not like a crazy amount of money just to like protect yourself. It's like you can get it for less than $5. And with disposable ones, yeah, you can get it. If you um, take care of it and you put it in like a plastic bag and you don't like um, leave it around hanging in like unknown places you can actually reuse them it's safe to reuse them and also your mask is meant to cover your nose so for anyone that's not wearing a mask properly do it properly um okay well the actual topic for today's episode though was um we planned for it to be like a part two to our first episode which is which was all about like um the transition from high school to university And uh, before we actually get started, I wanted to share some kind of exciting news with everyone that we do have um, some future exciting plans, such as like collaborations with uh, different podcasts, um, some of our friends. And um, we've also got an Instagram, which I don't think I've mentioned in the previous few episodes and the intro, but um, we do have an Instagram that is um, under the name 2 dot friendless friends we couldn't get two friendless friends and like to be honest the account has zero followers zero posts and zero followings and i'm just a bit are you kind of salty i am because i want that i want that name and i don't want to pay for it either so yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i think i reported them you reported Ported yeah. them? Okay. Uh, to remind everyone, this podcast is also available on Spotify and I'm waiting on Apple Podcasts to uh, review the um, our submission so that we can get it up there. But by the time this episode comes out, I'll probably have the result of that anyway. So check us out on both of those as well. Which will be linked in the description below. Anyway, so without further ado, let's actually get started on today's topic. Um, I wanted to start off this episode by asking, like, um, basically, Kelly, like, what is your friendship situation and how has that changed throughout Uh, high school? So, for those that don't know me, which is, like, most people (laughs) that are listening, I transferred schools during high school, so that was a big change for me in terms of, like, finding new friends. Luckily, like when I moved schools, I had a lot of friends from like my primary school that were there that I had kind of lost contact with because back in the day, social media wasn't such a big thing and I wasn't like, and we didn't have like those unlimited plans that we could text everyone every day. I was on prepaid, like I had 15 bucks credit to use every six months. Like that was like Back in the day, though I had no data. That was me at the beginning of this year. I was on prepaid and no data. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is what it feels like to be privileged. Yeah. And I think, like, uh, basically, I reconnected with a lot of friends at that point. I made a few new friends. There were ups and downs. There was drama, like, every single other high school. 
and um I came out of high school with like a few close friends but like I didn't really have any friends that were going to the same uni as me that I would like hang out with all the time but there was this one girl that like was going to do the same degree as me and so we ended up timetabling everything together I think that was a really good decision in terms of like kind of we we supported each other and like even when we couldn't really make new friends like we had each other there it was a bit of a safety net and in terms of like stuff that required any group work or partner work we had like a someone that we could rely on and I think that's really important when you're moving into uni um before I did mention that I I said something about um, this is what it feels like to be privileged. I don't want to be (laughs) cancelled for anything. Just want to say that was a joke. I know I am privileged. Um, But yeah, so you said that you had that one friend that you kind of timetabled everything with. Do you think that that was a... um, Do you think that that was like a bit of a barrier to finding new friends though? I wouldn't call it a barrier because like... There was no one that I really met in person that I could be friends with, like, properly at that time. Like, I think we went in and everyone already kind of had their little groups. And, like, okay, first term, the courses I did weren't all my comp site courses. Not I didn't do any commerce courses at that point. And I noticed that a lot of the classes were, like, a majority male. And... It just felt yeah. a bit eh. Like, I was kind of used to it because, like, at my um, high school, it was a co-ed school, but, like, there was clearly more male than female in most grades. And, like, I don't think that was a really weird thing, but it was also, like, kind of... I, I don't know how I felt about, like, being in a tutorial where, like, there were, let's say, like... 16 guys and four girls like that ratio is a bit off right right yeah and i think that's just something that's going to be very that that will vary according to what degree you choose and especially since like i'm in computer science it's something that i had to be prepared for but i don't i wouldn't say that like just because i stuck with one person i couldn't make friends with everyone else it's just making friends is hard it is and definitely like something um to take into consideration is the fact that we weren't actually on campus in person for a long time i think it was possibly like five weeks four weeks four five weeks yeah it was like the first half of the first trimester it was like i think it was just before flexibility week which is like kind of our mid-sem break oh no 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 and I think we had Flexi Week was I was still there. Online. Mine wasn't. I think it was like right after Flexi Week when they were like uh. all courses are going online. Yeah, so like But like I think some of my courses like just before Flexi Week we were already told that it's gonna be moved online. And also in the first few weeks of any kind of course like tutorial you'll see that there's um a trend where people just kind of come and go because they're not sure whether they want to stay in that class or not and because of that I didn't it it felt as though like every class there were like different people and 
it was hard to make friends in a lot of the classes. Yeah, I couldn't rec- I couldn't put names to faces. Yeah, there was it was so hard to put names to faces. It's like you see them for like one hour each week. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, and that's the thing. I forgot everyone's names after, like, when I went back to, like, the second week's toots, I was like, wait, who are you? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot your name. And everyone's like, I forgot your name, toots, fine. Like, everyone forgot each other's name because we don't see each other that much in yeah. uni. And with high school, it's not just that one class. Like, you see people, um, like, in the playground, like, you hear stories from other people. Like, everyone kind of ends up knowing each other, even though they're not in the same class. And... That was and everyone has school at the same time. Yeah, exactly. There's that too. That made it a lot easier. The thing is with uni, not everyone goes to uni at the, on the same days. Like, not everyone um, even goes to uni. That's true. <laughs> um, and like, plus in lectures, I think the size of my lectures varied from like, uh, three hundred to seven hundred people, depending on which lecture it was, and like, um. Basically, it's like it's such a big group of people that you're kind of intimidated by it, and everyone seems to already have the groups when you walk in. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not even like a proper group. It's mostly just like high school people sticking back together, even though they weren't that close. Like, I think um, that's what I really noticed. And I went into one lecture late on the first week, on the first day. It was a Monday, and um, basically. I had a tutorial before it that ended a bit late, and then I went into the lecture slightly late, and my friends, um, I had, I saw a few people that I recognised, but, like, they were already sitting together, and I was like, I don't want to go in there, because, first of all, I'm not that close with them, and I, I just don't know, I didn't know how I felt about, like, sitting with them, so I just sat in this one seat, and then, like, a seat away from me was this other girl that was also sitting alone, right? Yeah. And then I was like... Okay, so um, since I'm not with friends with anyone here, I might as well try and make a friend. And like, I was like, "Oh, Hi, the how confidence! Are you? What's your name? And like, what what degree are you doing?" And then she just ignored me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then like, the thing is, the funniest thing is, she was in my tutorial for that course as well. Did she hear you? Um, she did hear me. She just looked at me and looked away. Oh my gosh. Like, it was obvious I was talking to her because there was no one else around me as well. I was on the, like, end seat of that row. And, like... That's kind of rude. I saw her so many times around uni. And, like, she was always alone, though. That was a kind of weird thing to me. Or maybe she just really wasn't, like... She didn't feel like talking. Maybe she wasn't feeling it that I don't know. I've also been told that I'm intimidating. By how many people? So, because some people don't actually have... quite a few. Oh, okay. Quite then. a few. Well, I didn't think you were intimidating. I think it's just because like I have such a strong personality. Yeah, I do see that. Not particularly you, but I do see that um, with a lot of people that have like the strong, outgoing, um, like loud personalities. They do find them more intimidating. Yeah, definitely. It's but. Like... I think it's also like you find people that that are always like around others a bit more intimidating in in the sense of like it's like oh they already have so many friends and I'm alone like should I even go up to them yeah like there's that kind of mentality too but something that I really learned from um my friend Jane is that 
it's like completely fine to literally just go up to a complete stranger and just be like hi my name is flora like what's yours and like just from that you can start like a friendship because that's actually how i met a lot of people in uni even though there weren't a lot of opportunities to meet people i actually met a lot of my friends through lectures rather than tutorials which is normally um, opposite of what most people would say because tutorials are a lot more like intimate fewer people in that one class yeah. um you'd think that you you would meet more people in tutorials because you're gonna sit with them and work with them yeah like, exactly i guess in a sense lectures you're sitting with them for a couple hours yeah yeah exactly as well like it's longer and I think there's there's usually more lectures than tutorials in most courses anyway. I started off doing, um, I mean, I, I was in media and I think that's such a different, like the structure is just a bit different to like a lot of other degrees or something um, because it was just like one hour or like two hour lectures to a tutorial. Like I just had um, six, like, what are they called? Slots in my timetable. But yeah, oh. it was it was good because there wasn't like like lab or whatever other things you would have had to do. But uh, uni is weird. Let's just leave it at that. But I do think that there are a lot of like um, pros with the fact that you don't really have like a set. Like it, it's different to high school, and I think it's good because that way you do actually have to be more independent. You also don't get confined to being in the same group of people because I think a lot, um, a lot of people would say that they were friends with people in high school just because of the environment they were in, and a lot of people just kind of yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah, like didn't you just kind of like lose contact with people after high school because you weren't in high school anymore though? I lost contact with, I lost contact with basically everyone. Yeah, yes, yeah. and that's like, normal. Uh, I stay in contact with like a couple. Like, honestly, you really only stay in contact and are still close with, like, one or two. At least in my case, anyway. And I think that it's... Yeah, same with me. I don't think it was really good to have, like, that long friendship where we both kind of knew that, like... Because that way, like, you're not really friends with them. Would you say that? I'd I'd say, like, you're acquaintances. Like, if you're only friends... You're more on the line of acquaintances than friends. yeah. Um, because with my high school group, a lot of them didn't actually end up going to UNSW. And if they did, they weren't on the same days that I was going. Um, so I was kind of forced into, like, meeting new people. And I didn't really know anyone at UNSW. Mm. And something else that I wanted to mention is that a lot of people in your tutorial or lecture, you don't actually know how old they are. And that age gap, I did find to be kind of like, it was hard to go up to someone and just ask like how they are, try and make friends with them. And I think that really is true for like a first year student who's like, I was 17 at that time. And like there were people who were like, they look like 20 something. And it was kind of scary just going up to them and like trying to make friends with them. I don't know. Like... I think maybe because all the courses I did were, like, the most basic level one courses that most people would do, like, first term, first year. So, like, um, for me, I think everyone around me was also a first year. 
Oh, yeah, that's what I mean and by, like, like... Yeah, sorry. And, like, people that I thought weren't first years turned out to be first years anyway. Um, because of, like, international students or, like... Like, um, I think just some people look older than they are. Some people look younger oh. than they are. I think in one of my tutorials, there was a guy that, like, he was technically first year of computer science because he had transferred degrees. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense then. It was, yeah. like, his third year at uni, but he was also, like, a first year in terms of, like, education in that degree. Oh, third year and studying a whole new degree? Yeah, just swapped in the middle. That's kind of brave. Yeah, one of my cousins did that too. Like, I think he was like one year away from graduating and then he went back and was like, no, nope, I'm swapping degrees. Completely new? And did another three years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ended up doing six years of uni. I mean, I will be in... Mm, I feel like I'll be there for like five. Yeah, you'll be there for... Maybe like four and a bit. Not necessarily like five whole years. No, no, no. No, it will definitely be four and a bit. I, I don't know if I can fit into four, but... Maybe if you do summer mm. courses, maybe it will fit. The thing about summer courses is that they changed it. So they feel like a whole term into four weeks. Yeah. And it used to be six weeks with, like, semesters. I don't want to go through that stress. Yeah, I kind of don't want to go through that, but I'm also so bored right now. I mean, like, I probably would be less bored if we were able to go out and, like, stuff. But, yeah. but do you think that um, with... You having, like, more experience in the uni environment now, plus, like, the societies that you're in, do you think that that's going to help you with your friend situation? I think societies are a really big part of making friends at uni and making connections yeah. and networking. I think, like, at the beginning when, like, uh, uni was online, but I don't think we were technically locked down yet, I could still see people going out with, like, their societies like people from the society yeah. people in subcoms like the entire like like there's a group there that goes out like i saw that a lot and i was like oh should i have joined something but then i wasn't really bothered at the same time because i'm not really an extracurricular kind of person right like i'm the kind of person neither was i i'm like the do the bare minimum let's just get through uni and um i wanted I think I prioritise, like, work experience over, like, social experience. They're not really awesome. Okay, well, honestly, like, doing subcom, I don't think that you really have much commitment to do. It it feels like you're just with friends. But from a recruiter's point of view, it's like, whoa, you're so cool. You're, like, in societies doing, like... Except, like... Yeah. mm, I don't know, because, like... Wouldn't recruiters have also gone through the same process? I don't actually know. It just sounds fancy, though, you know, like... um. Yeah, it does sound fancy, like, having... It sounds more fancy things. than it really is. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's what that's the same with a lot of stuff. I think there are some roles that are, like, actually, like, really time-consuming, and um, but that's more, like, the exec roles instead of, like, the yeah. subcom and, like, the head roles. Um... I want to go for an exec role, though. You do? Like, now that I've kind of, like, experienced, like, the society... Like, okay, I'm not really into a lot of the societies at uni. Like, um, it's mostly because I don't necessarily vibe with the people in those societies. 
at uni? Like, um... What? There's so many societies, though. Like, um, let's... I mean, let's just talk in general, like, let's... What about, like, those faculty societies? Like, um, basically, I'm commerce computer science, which it means I'm in the School of Business and Engineering. BSOC, which is, like, the business society at uh, UNSW, I don't vibe with them. Okay, there's like a whole stereotype yeah, with VSOC people. I think it's, it's like, like the LGs, LBs. There's gonna right? be other people that are like me in VSOC, but they're not the type to get involved because they're not. They don't fit into that stereotype. Like the people that actually do yeah. get involved and yeah. will attend events and stuff, the ones that you will meet at events fit into that stereotype a lot of the time, and those are just not the people I like. And then, like, there's... Hey, what do you mean? I, I, I'm I doing the B-Sock thing. No, but you're not, like, the B-Sock stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I signed up for this... Like, you really aren't. Yeah. That's why I'm, like... I'm, I'm kind of... You're kind of regretting it. <laughs> I'm not, like, regretting it. Because I feel like it'll be fun. Um... And I do feel like I vibe with them to an extent. Like... To an extent. There are some like, people, obviously. Yeah. I think... Uh, no, like, as individuals, they're all definitely, like, people that I could get along with very well. But if you just viewed them as the stereotype, like, the going out to raves, drinking every night, which is, like, I don't see a problem in that, but just not some... I'm trying to be, like... It's just not something we would like. Like, I don't care. Like, you do it's you. It's not something we would want to do. But like, it's not something that I would personally want to do. But, like, you do it. And that's fine. It's like, you do you, like... No, seriously, It's like, if yeah. I see my friends going out drinking, I'll, like, I think there's a, some extent that I'll judge them in terms of, like, if they're going out like that every day, uh-huh. then, like, yeah, I'll judge them, like, it's like, why are you doing this? There might be a problem there. Instead of studying, like, it's like, especially, like, now, like, with corona, like, I see these people going out in large groups. No. Going to each other's places in large groups, and I'm like... <laughs> Bro, like, I counted your heads. There's more than 10 people there, and you can't say you all live there because I know you don't. No, okay, like, but that's understandable like, because that's, like, for the safety of everyone in that community. But, like, judging if someone just goes out drinking every night, I feel like that's a bit... uh, Like, if it doesn't really affect you... And, like, yeah, yeah like... Like, your priorities are studies. It really depends on context. I only judge when they're, like when they're like 16 and they're out like smoking and i'm like why why are you doing this to yourself oh yeah that's true please like i think there's also a part of me that's envious of that like having that kind of thing like that lifestyle i think there's just that like being able to afford to go out every day without worrying about like other stuff in a sense like the freedom just having like being able to do that in terms Mm. of like freedom and financial freedom and, like, freedom from, like, parents and stuff. I'm slightly envious of that, but I'm also, like, I'm working towards my own goal. And because I'm just not able to do that now, but maybe I'll be able to do that in the future. Exactly. I think, like, um, everyone has different priorities, yeah. and we need to kind of respect that. And if someone says that they can't go out, don't push them. <laughs> like... Just respect their boundaries, in a sense. And, like, if someone says they can't go out, especially in, like, the current setting, they might have some family member that's, like, 
they have health issues and they don't want to risk it no matter how few cases there are coronavirus is still out there like it's not gonna be over for a long time and we have to respect what other people prioritize in their lives well has that ever happened to you like people like trying to force you to go out not force but trying to like convince you to go out even though you've clearly said no i don't want to yes many times i think i was slightly uncomfortable with like saying no at first like um this was like pre-pandemic though like there was this was like year 12 to beginning of this year i think at that point i was very strict on myself and my parents were a lot stricter on me like at that point too and um People were like, oh, Kelly, stop being such a, like, spoil sport. Like, a what? Stop, like, studying so hard. A spoil sport? And so- spoil sport. Like, just oh, like. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, they were just being, like, they were kind of, like, guilt tripping me into going out with them. And I was like, bruh, no. And, like, um, they kept saying that to me. And, like, I think the more that I got that message from them the more that like I was like no I'm not going out with you stop asking like you're not you're not gonna convince me because I have stuff I want to do right now and that's not going out with you guys at night like drinking and stuff like that's just not what I want to do right now and that's not what I can do right now and there's also like the um potential pathway that someone might take if their friends keep pressuring you pressuring them which is to like um put like blame their parents and be like why are you not letting me go out with my friends because of like them pressuring them do you know what i mean i think i think i I got a bit like that like um when my parents refused to let me go out at night like i understood where they were coming from in terms of like safety yeah. But I was like, I'm not gonna be alone. Like, I'm gonna be in a big group of people. And I don't think that it's that unsafe. Like, because... Oh, this I isn't... It depends where you are. This is just about going out at night in general, right? Not about, like... Yeah, like... Yeah, okay, okay. I get it. I think, like, um, in the city, a lot of time at night, there's still a lot of people there. And, yeah. um... It's like, if you're not in, like, a really suburban residential area, there's going to be a lot of people there, like, later at night. And it's okay to be out there, but, like, I think I blame my parents a bit for that in terms of, like, um, not letting me do that because they were scared that something would happen to me. I see it from their point of view because they rarely go out at night and, like, the only, like, view of going out at night is, like, those news stories about, like, people being kidnapped and like raped and stuff like yeah um there was there was i think there was a bit of a phase where like a lot of those news stories were going around and um that's how my parents got really scared and i think like i accept that but i'm like you also have to trust me to stay safe and know how to defend myself in a sense and you have to trust me to be like that i will stick with the correct people yeah, there's definitely, like, a, um, it's hard to balance between, like, what your parents want and what you want because of, like, respecting the elders, which is, like, I think a lot of times, I don't think the parents really 
well, from like a lot of um, stories I've heard and from my own experience that like I can see where my parents are coming from, but I don't think they even try to see where I'm coming from. Yeah, because I get that um, too. Like kind of like you two, I wasn't ever allowed to like go out at night, and honestly, still to this day, it's like it's gotten better. Like the the curfew time is kind of pushed back a bit, but still not. Actually, I'm kind of fine with where it's at. I'm not complaining at all. I mean, like, any later, I personally would feel weird, like, being out, I think. Yeah, sometimes it's like, what am I meant to do at, like, 1am? You know? I, I don't... Like, I would never go past 12am. It's not like I have friends anyway. Two friendless friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, when we go out, we don't go out at night. Like, we go out during the day yeah yeah and also with like the friends that you hang around with that's going to contribute to how you see this like the way that you see your parents point of view because um I did have a friend who kind of went out a lot at night and therefore like she would invite me to to go out at night and it was kind of hard to like reason with my parents why um but it's like if I was with like different friends who enjoyed more like going out um, during the day then it would be easier to manage and like because of that um, like I'm not I'm not at all blaming this friend it was just because it was like a catalyst like the friend Um, but like I really wanted to go out that night and because of that I like for a long time I would kind of like get really mad at my parents because they wouldn't let me go out and I'd be like why do you just not trust me like I definitely see where they were coming from because of like safety and whatever but it was still hard to like tell them that this is how I felt and like I think in a sense it wasn't even just the friends that we hang out with it's like because social media has gotten so big in our lives it's like the people, the friends that we follow, like not even just the friends that we talk to a lot. Like, oh it's yeah, like basically seeing these people, you know, post stories and stuff about like, oh, going out to dinner all the time. It's like just seeing that as well. It's like I feel like I want to do that too, but like first of all, going out at night means you're gonna get dinner. You're probably mm-hmm. gonna get drinks. You're gonna go like desserts and like you're gonna do stuff that. Yeah, might cost you a lot. Like going out in general costs a lot. Like in a day, I think unless you plan it out properly, like a picnic and like stuff like that could cost less. But um, I think a lot of these things that I've seen people do definitely would cost a lot. And I, I'm like, I don't think I personally can afford that in terms of. Yeah, because I don't want to spend that money. Oh that yeah, yeah. Frequently. I can see where you're coming from. And honestly, I don't think it's worth it. kind of similar to you because I would always kind of like view these stories online and feel a bit jealous because they could, they had the ability to like go out a lot, spend a lot of money and um, like it got to a point where like, and I'm not blaming them at all, but it got to a point where like when I would go out to, I would be viewed as like the frugal friend who would like to like save a lot of money literally like one time I was playing this game with a friend it was like who knew who best it was in a group setting and then it came to my question and it was like um 
what is Flora most afraid of? And then someone wrote, like, spending money. And I was like, okay then. <laughs> like, I didn't get her, but it was, like, kind of funny too. In terms of spending money, I'd say, like, because I don't go out that frequently, I'm willing to spend a little bit more when I do go out. Like, um, I'm like, it's like, because this is, like, a kind of rare thing for me, I w- I'm willing to, like, experience a bit more, do a bit more, and then, like, go home and, like, chill. I think we're, like, dipping into another topic that we had planned for later on, um, which is all about, like, finance and the way that we grew up and how that has impacted where we are now. So maybe we shouldn't talk too much about it and go back think, to, like... Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll bring the I'll bring our story back. Okay, sure. It's really important when you look at your own friends. Like, don't let yourself get pressured to go out because you're seeing all these people go out. Like, don't let yourself feel pressured to kind of go with the crowd. You do you, and people will like you. Like, that's all I've... Like, this is what I've learned over time. Like, just be yourself. Let the haters hate. Like, no one cares about them. Just... Like, just do yeah. you, and, like, there will always be people around you that will support you, and if the people that are currently around you won't support you, then they're not your real friends. Like, your friends would support you no matter what you do, in a sense. Yeah, like, the way that I... If you're being, like, reasonable. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> the way that I see it is, like... Like, 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 your friends shouldn't support you if you're trying to do something illegal, but, like, yeah. Sure. No, that sounded so sure. sarcastic. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but, like, I, I get what you mean. Um, but something that I have learned uh, last year is that, like, you really do attract the people who are similar to you. And so I don't think you should mould yourself to fit the people around you, but more, like, um, just, like, filter them out then. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a big conflict or anything. Like, um, like you don't have to be, like, oh, bye, fuck, like, screw you by yeah. like you just distance yourself from them like naturally yeah. and like I think generally if you're not put in a setting where you have to talk to those people you won't talk to them like I think in lockdown I realized how many people I wouldn't usually talk to like if I was like just if I had the choice exactly. like a lot of people I, I I kept talking to because like I was put in an environment that like kind of pushed me to talk to them but like during lockdown like I didn't have to talk to them I didn't need to because they didn't do my degree I didn't see them so like I found myself realizing oh maybe this friend isn't like really a friend and slightly more of an acquaintance and maybe oh this friend is like more of a friend because I don't just talk about uni and work with them like there was that difference for me if you really feel like you can bond with them on another level and you can bring that friendship outside of um, the environment where you met, then I can consider them, like, a proper friend. Like, um, I'd say, like, weirdly, I spent a lot of... Well, like, it's weird to call 2020 last year, but it is. But I spent, like, the first half of my 2020 feeling really alone and not really having friends. And then, like, I met you, right? And then I was like, yeah, maybe I'm meeting new people. And then, like, I went to, like, Law Review and I met more people. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure if these people are going to be my friends because I'm not sure if 
I would talk to them outside the context of review. Except, like, some of them I do talk to outside of the context of review, and I find that really cool. And I also kind of, like, started talking to an old friend again. I think you know which one I'm talking about, but I won't mention the name. I actually don't. You do. Okay. Does he have dyed hair? No. <laughs> who has dyed hair? I don't know. I'm Wait, see- who do I know that has dyed hair? I'm seeing a person no in my head with... But, like, yeah. Okay, um- doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, let's continue. Um, so like I had a falling out with this friend at the beginning of last year, and oh, you're talking about this person? Yes, I'm talking about that person. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, I kind of reconnected with this other person. It's still slightly weird, uncomfortable for me because I'm not sure like if other people are gonna be accepting of this friendship. But wait, okay, okay. Eh. What do you mean by other people? Like, who cares about other people? True, no one cares about other people. I don't care. Exactly. Except maybe... You do you. Quoted by I'll do me. Yes. But I think, like, with a lot of friendships, here's the thing. I think people kind of view friendships as, like, oh, you give everything in and stuff like that, right? Like, give it all your all. Yeah. But... The thing is, not everyone that you meet will be willing to give the same back to you. Yes. Are we having another friendship episode? Because I feel like I need to dive into this um, topic that you just kind of brought up, which is about... Maybe this episode's going to be really long. (laughs) Okay, okay, sure, sure. But um, I think there's just this lasting point that I want to talk about friendship is make sure you guys are putting in equal effort into the friendship. Like... Okay, it's like, it's not about who starts conversations more often. It's about, like, how willing you guys are, like, to meet up, do stuff for each other. It's like, don't put yourself in a position where you're doing everything for this other person and the other person is purely benefiting. What's that, like, biology term? Like, you know, the... Oh, oh, the mutual... The mutual thing. Yeah. The parasite. Don't... Let them be a parasite to you, okay? <laughs> Wait, this is going to bug me that I can't actually think of the word. Because there's, like, the three things where it's, like, one's, like, you're both benefiting. Yeah, like... yeah, that thing. I'm talking about that. I think It's, like, a parasite, a mutual, and something else or something. I literally saw this word, like, yesterday, and I don't remember why I saw this word. But, okay, it's so weird. But um, I actually, that's like one of the biggest lessons that I learned last year because um, throughout the year, I was really close with this one friend and I realized that honestly, we weren't compatible for each other. And it took a really long time to realize that because it wasn't really anything that went wrong, like a fight where like you can instantly see that something has gone wrong, but it was just like a uh, subtle things that kind of like... I saw and then I kind of ignored for a lot and something that really uh, broke the friendship was when I realized like okay I think I'm not getting what I need out of this friendship like my expectations aren't being met and they aren't willing to put in this effort and honestly that's completely fine I don't see them as a bad person at all I just think that we just had different expectations and a lot of times in these kind of like falling out situations it's not like a good person bad person situation I think a lot of the times it's really about like um 
how you view it. Compatibility. And it's really about compatibility, though. Like, you can't be compatible with every single person that you meet. Yeah, like, um, it's not like you're going to walk down the street and everyone around you is going to love you. Like, I think, in a sense, like, um, it hurts more to lose someone that you're not compatible with than it is to, like, have a fight with someone and fall out. Oh, my gosh, yes, because, like, with the compatible it's basically part. like a breakup Duh, i went like oh my friendship gosh, breakups yes. hurt more than relationship breakups that's what i've, I've had like an hour conversation with a friend about this exact topic where the friendship breakups hurt more than relationship also guys leave it I in think the we had a conversation too did we leave it in the comments though i think we did i kind of want to know what your thoughts are um but i would which ones hurt more friendship breakups or relationship breakups. I remember this thing that Taylor Swift once said. Um, she was talking about the song that she wrote called um, <laughs> Death by a Thousand Cuts. And it was based on this movie called like Something Great or Someone Great. I can't really remember. But basically the movie is about like um, these two people and the guy just falls out of love. And she was saying how this is like the worst kind of breakup because nothing really goes wrong. Like... It, it, it was kind of like a natural thing that happened um like time did its thing and now you're just not really at that moment you're not compatible for each other it's those kind of like breakups that hurt the most when nothing goes wrong but you still you realize that like you're just not good for each other and staying in that kind of relationship is probably it, it, it is toxic i think because you're wanting what you can't get and then you're just hurting yourself with your own expectations i think like um in a sense it's like i feel like things hurt more when you can't like pinpoint something to blame them on yeah like you don't have anything to direct your like sadness at so you're just sad like you're just straight up sad and that's like what it hurts <laughs> straight most up because... sad sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're just sad you're not sad about like yeah um, no and it, it's not tangible like a it's tangible, not tangible sad what does that mean <laughs> it's like it's kind of like uh innocence it's like you don't have anything to blame you can't blame the other person i think that's also a coping and, mechanism for a lot of people that they find yeah, something and, to blame because it's just easier to deal with yeah and when you don't when you lose that coping mechanism it's so much harder to get over yeah 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 because it's you just uh it is really hard um and this morning i was literally in my bed just thinking about kind of a similar thing to what we're currently talking about which is um why i call okay so the friend that i mentioned before that i used to be really close with I don't say his name and I was asking myself why I don't say his name and instead I use a nickname for him and I realized it's because this nickname that I use it's usually one that is said like behind their back um, so it's like when I talk about him if I talk about this friend to you Kelly I'll say this code name right yeah but if I'm talking to his face I'll say yeah. his actual name and when I'm talking about him to other people, usually the things I say aren't, like, particularly, like, too happy. Yeah, they have, like, negative connotations with it, right? But 
despite all this, I still don't think he's like a bad person at all. And I don't... Because you don't link those things back to that name, right? Like, Well, like, I created this analogy where it was basically like, um, so there were the good memories, okay? And let's place them in, like, your left hand. And then you have the bad memories, which you just place in your right hand, okay? What I've done in my head, uh, and, and these two, like, memories, they've created this um, person for you, okay? That is just, like in the middle of these two hands okay what i've just done is just place the bad memories in front of the good ones and it hasn't changed the way that i see this person but it just helps me remember the bad ones more just so i can like cope with losing this friendship a bit easier and i think like i don't know if that sounds a bit like it kind of makes sense to me i think there's also another aspect of friendship where like um You really have to think about it in transactions. I think this is, like, this kind of, like, to some people might make it seem like my friendships aren't real and, like, I'm breaking them down to, like, physical things. But I think, like, it's like if you buy a box of eggs, you're giving that, the shop owner money and you get eggs. It's like you both get something in return. And in a sense, yeah. like, that's kind of how you want your friendships to work. You want to yeah, yeah. give something and get something back. You don't have to, like, physically get something back. Like, maybe you give something, someone something. And, like, the gr- the gratitude that they show will be, like, what you get in return. And, like, you both yeah, feel exactly. valued. That's the only sense. way relationships can work. Though. It's not about, like... Any relationships. It's not about, like, oh, you have to both give each other, like, super expensive gifts or anything. It's about gratitude. And I think, like, I, in, like, year 12, I couldn't afford much. I didn't have much money. Like, my parents didn't really give me, like, allowance or anything. Right? And basically, there was this uh, really close friend's birthday coming up. I think, you know, who, you know, I'll tell you who this is later. You probably can guess right and like it's like we only just started talking for a couple months right but like we were really close and like I was like I was so stuck on what to get him for his birthday because I was like I want to give something good something kind of big like in terms of like I want to show them that I value them in a sense I remember the story though but like I couldn't afford anything big right I have come up with like a mental list of um, gifts to give someone if you can't really afford to spend too much that are still like really memorable and one of them if so, you like editing sorry maybe I should <laughs> I'll just quickly say this if you like editing or you know how to edit like um, put together like a um, like a picture and then like print it on a mug because that's what I did oh that's really cute yeah I made a mug for a friend and I put together like a lot of edits like, I edited, like, um, like, fan edits. But, yeah, sorry. Continue. Oh, that's cute. But basically, I was, like, I was so stuck. I was, like, what can I give this person? And I came up with cookies. Like, I baked cookies for this person, packaged them nicely. Like, packaging didn't cost much. Like, the gift bag and then, like, you know those stuffing foam thingies? Um, the one that looks like, like peanuts? Those, the ones that you usually... Yeah, the packing peanuts, but, like, these ones were, like, different colours and cutely shaped, right? Oh, okay. I bought a pack of those and a bag, and, like, I just put them in with the cookies. Yeah. And, like, it was really cute and packed up, and it looked 
like really nice i was really happy with it and i think like just seeing someone else enjoy eating those cookies and like actually appreciating that you went to the effort to make something for them although it didn't cost you much it's more valuable than like getting someone like a name brand handbag or something yeah like i think it's way more valuable even if it's something that you would normally give them it still like reminds them that you're still thinking of them and i don't think you have to go all out for special occasions like that yeah and as someone who has like a love language of gift giving i think that it's quite like shallow if you just if the only thing you like is name brand things um because i personally find it i like i love giving gifts because I love, like, thinking about, like, what they like and, like, figuring out a present that would, like, suit their personality. Like, it can be material things, definitely. But I would rather get, like, a pack of cookies than, like, a gift card or money. Because to me, those are, like, just cop-out gifts. Those are, like, okay, I have to give you a gift. I can't think of anything, so here, just take this. Whereas, like, cookies is, like, I don't know, it's a bit more, like, personal. You went to the effort to make it, like, yeah and i think like the only people that i really get money from is my parents like in terms of gifts because i think like at a certain age your parents stop really knowing what you want yeah and instead they're like oh here's some money like and it's in a red pocket and like i think in asian culture in asian culture like it's like generally like uh good luck and stuff right so like in that sense they're still thinking of you and like your parents will go through the effort to cook you a good meal on your birthday like there's i think there's that tradition of eating noodles and stuff like i think is that like for everyone there's that kind of thoughtfulness for everyone eating noodles i think um wasn't there that thing it's like um you eat a noodle without biting through it and you'll have a long life or something like um oh i've never heard of that i heard of that from like something i don't know where but i think my family has a tradition of like having like noodles on someone's birthday that's so cute though it's like little things like that even if like you normally have noodles it's special like because it's someone's birthday it doesn't have to be anything big yeah i'm someone that does like name brand stuff right in a sense like i don't think my friends need to get that stuff for me for my birthday they can do something quick and easy for you still to like appreciate it and still feel like the friendship is strong because i can get that stuff for myself that's not what i want from my friends like what i want from my friends is just like a little reminder that they're thinking of me like even just like people posting on my timeline or messaging me saying happy birthday or like my friend posting a weird ass picture of me on facebook that i appreciate that because it's like they went through the effort to try and find that photo of me that i sent them like ages ago like i think it's kind of special really different in that it is instead of like a weird gift yeah yeah for sure like i'd rather not get a like name brand handbag and get like my friends to like just say happy birthday to me there's a difference there definitely is because when i think back to like the happiest day of my life there's only like a few that really pop up i know there are definitely more but there are a few that like instantly come to mind and one of them was my birthday my 18th birthday and on that day Uh, my 18th birthday was funny why was 18th birthday funny it was the physics hsc exam oh that's so sad (laughs) i i did a chem exam for like a lot of years 
landed on yearly exams as well. Oh. <laughs> or like result time, basically. Oh, that's. I mean, you did well. Were you happy with your marks? I, yeah, I was fine. Okay, good. No need to cry then. I, I'm pretty sure on my 17th birthday I cried so much because it was my... I did two tests. I did like a bite. Oh, I can't even remember. I think I did like a business and then I did like a chem exam. And chem is... It's a beautiful subject. It's so interesting. I just can't understand Chem is it. so nice. But yeah, so like on my 18th birthday this year, and it's really memorable for me because I remember my mum... She spent, like, the entire morning and, like, up until, like, lunchtime making this, like, new um, food for me. Um, and it was, like, this... I, I don't even... I think it was called, like... No, I cannot... Like... No, yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called. But it, it was kind of, <laughs> like, sushi, but not really. Yeah. It was wrapped mm. in that shape. But anyway, she just spent a lot of effort on it. And, like, that's why it's so memorable to me. And, like, for my cake, we didn't, like, go out and buy any, like, special cake or anything. It was literally just, like, a, um, do you know the Pandan, like, sponge cakes? Like, the Sally brand ones. There's a brand? I thought, I... Yeah. There's a... The most iconic one is the Sally brand, um, of cakes. I don't even know what that... It looks like a little bread loaf, right? No, no, I'm thinking of like the 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 chiff the chiff. How do you how do you pronounce it? Oh my gosh, I'm actually gonna get like chiff and K. Yeah, and like the 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 circle shape, and it has like a hole oh, in the middle. Oh, like the big one, not the little ones. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty easy to make, and it's not anything like really pretty on the outside, but it's like one of my favorite cakes ever because I just love pandan so much. And that's why that day is so, like, special to me. And it's, like, definitely something that I'm going to keep on remembering as the years go on. This is a long episode. I think there's just something really special. Yeah, I think we should end it soon. But, like, just to sum up everything. Like, in terms of friends, just make sure you're not with someone that, like, is taking a lot from you but isn't giving much back in terms of effort. And or even just the other way sure... around. Huh? Like, if you feel like that, if, if you're friends with someone who is putting a lot in, but you don't really feel like you want to put in the same effort, that's fine too. It just means that you two aren't on the same page and it's also okay to, like, um, cut the Distance friendship off. From even though it's going to be like really really sad for the other person yeah it's good for both of you to cut that friendship off in the sense that like it is really really good because personally you're gonna feel like in debt debt um, like you're gonna feel like you owe them something yeah in terms of the friendship and I don't think that's a feeling that you... it's gonna do shit to you like it's it's not gonna be good for you and I shouldn't swear it's not healthy for anyone yeah but basically um just make sure that everything is even in the friendship. Not necessarily about, like, your social status and stuff, but, like, how much you both value the friendship. Yeah, yeah. Because, it's honestly, it's just not going to get to a good place because with that one friend from last year, we kind of ended it at the very last few days of 2020. And ever since then, 
my mental health has just gotten so much better. And I was on the side where like I was putting in a lot more than he was willing to put in. And so ever since like we decided and and honestly it doesn't have to end in like a fight or anything. We literally ended it just by saying, "Hey, I don't think we should really talk right now because it's not healthy for both of us." And um I don't think I actually told you this. I don't think you told me. I don't me. think I told you this story. But yeah, that's how... No, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> um, so basically what they texted me was, I don't think it's really healthy for both of us to be in this friendship right now. Um, I think that like for now we shouldn't really talk and maybe possibly in the future. And basically I said the exact same thing back to them and I genuinely meant everything that I said and then I ended it with just like a good luck for everything, like, I hope you're doing well, and then I just put them on my ignore because yeah. I don't really want to, like, yeah. Maybe in the like future, it, like, I think just because you're not compatible with someone at the current time, it's not like you're going to be, not going to be compatible with them later on as well. This brings I up think... the question of, do you believe in love at first sight? But I think that's going to be too long for this one episode. That's not friends, bruh. <laughs> Hey, you can love your friends. But, yeah, yeah, we love it. We, we love our friends. Um, all zero of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, basically, just to sum up, I, I think I just said that. But um, we 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 want to make sure that like everyone feels comfortable in their friendships, and it's really important to just look back on your own friendships and kind of realize which ones are like the ones that are valuable to both of you and which ones are the ones that you think oh maybe this will like ruin my mental health and you want to avoid those basically because it's not worth it it's just not worth it speaking from experience but yeah like just yeah even if they bring you temporary happiness like it's not going to be good in the long term. And it's totally okay if you feel like you're also in a position where, like, you're... Where you feel like you're not really... Where you don't really have, like, close friends right now. And that's okay because we've both been through that. And I think we're in a better place now with our friendships, right? Like, you get through it. You definitely do. I think, like, um, you get through it and you meet people that you... Who knows if these people that I've met, like, are going to be my friends forever. Like, who knows if you and I will be always friends. But, like, it's, like, in a sense, like, we know that right now we're giving each other, like, equal amounts of attention and, like, it's, like, it. we don't feel like anything is taken away from us by this friendship. And that's what's most important in, like, the current time. Because you have to accept that you're not going to be friends with everyone forever. And that's just a reality with how life works and how people go down different paths. And um, it's important to, like, value the friendships now, deal with the future when the future Mm -hmm. comes. And if you guys want to hear more about, like, relationships, we do have future episodes about um like romantic relationships which we will get into as well as like um professional Uh, breakups oh yeah yeah 
like professional work relationships because um, that's something that we're interested in talking about. And I just wanted to say and finish this episode off by saying thank you to everyone who joined us for the so first and introduction episode. And um, I hope you stick around for future ones because it's just going to get better from here. And that's coming from like us. Like I don't think like realistically, I don't think that we're doing everything like the best that we could right now. We do have like improvements and we're looking to like um, put our podcast on like different platforms, um, increase like our activity with like social media as well and like collaborations for the future so we have a lot of exciting plans and we would really like it if you guys stayed for that um so once again thank you so much for watching and listening this episode and we'll see you in a week see ya bye everyone